Alright everyone, welcome to the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. On this week's show, we're supposed to have the second half of the Dan Silk interview, finally! But unfortunately, due to uh, my dicking around and my issues with uh, my health this week, I didn't get uh, to him in time. He's on tour, so I have to work around his schedule. Uh, either way, it didn't happen uh, totally on me, but uh, we do have the winner of the uh, Red Bay competition. We'll announce the winner soon. Okay, so this week I wanted to uh, apologise for the fact that there is no interview. I want to apologise for the fact that Dan Silk's second half of the interview has not been done yet. I know I promised it weeks ago, several weeks ago. But uh, due to the fact that my back carked it, uh, I had some health issues this week. Uh, I wasn't able to get the interview done. But that's really no excuse, as like some people feel the need to tell me. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that it didn't go down. I wanted it to, but uh, we, I, yeah, I, I didn't get it done. I'm sorry. Yeah, all of me, I am truly sorry. That shows really how unprofessional I can be at times, and I'm sorry about that. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully he will be on the show next week. If not, I have another guest lined up already. Uh, I just wasn't on the ball this week, guys, and I'm truly sorry. But just because he's not on the show does not mean that we're not going to have the Red V competition winner announced, and we'll announce them in a little bit. But for now, uh, I want to talk about a few other things. Uh, I want to say uh, rest in peace, Karen Crystal. Uh, is she Hilly Crystal's daughter or wife? I'm pretty sure it's his daughter. Uh, if you don't know who the Crystals are, either way, they run Ren, sorry, Ren CBGBs. Which is a uh, music club in in New York City, CBGB Omfug, which stands for Country Bluegrass Blues. Other music for unusual gormandizers. Unusual is uh, I can't remember what the U stands for. Um, if you want to tell me, hit me up on an email. FullMetalLockdown at gmail.com uh, or go to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash FullMetalLockdown or follow me on Twitter at under, Tom underscore Roberts 1989 and uh, tell me what the U stands for and I'm fucked. Anyway, uh, it's the home of American punk and hardcore. Uh, the Ramones, Blondie, all of them, uh, the police got their American start there, television started there, uh, talking heads, heaps of them, heaps of them, but, uh, yeah, she died during the week, and, uh, I wanted to say rest in peace, I'm not gonna do the celebrity deaths that I give a fuck about anymore, cause I got another complaint, believe it or not, but, uh, I was just waiting on that, kind of, anyway. Uh, so, in light of the fact that there is no interview on this week's show, gonna have me talking shit for a couple of hours. Um, uh, do, 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 do. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hear a little bit of that going on during the show, so that's just a sample of what you're gonna hear. 
But uh, we're going to go into the fact that I created a new drinking game based around the podcast. Because I can't seem to stop the fact that I go, uh, exactly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so every time, yeah, I'll go into it later. I'll do all the rules for you and all that crap. I uh, got my CD of the week. I have my actual review of the Sidonia Helm and Red Bee show. Not that piece of shit abortion that I gave last week. Fuck that. Ignore it. The real review is today. Uh, I don't know if it's an actual review or more of a play-by-play. Because I'm shit at reviews. But, uh, yeah. I'll go into it a bit more detail. Uh, I'm going to go into my Soundwave early predictions. Who I think will and will not be at Soundwave. And yeah, the Red B competition will be announced. Uh, what else is there? Shit, there's more more to come. I'll talk about it later. Uh, but yeah, stick around. Okay, so right now we're going to go into the competition and announce the winner of the Red Bee competition. Uh, the winner will receive a free copy of Red Bee Ictus Deluxe USB Edition. It's pretty freaking cool if I do say so myself. But uh, it's one of our fresh entrants. I'm sorry to say to all those people that have had their entries waiting. Uh, all up, we had about 60 entrants into this competition. And uh, the, all the names were drawn randomly. Or well, not all the names. The name was drawn randomly. Uh, and without further ado, without rolling it out anymore, or trying to stretch this out anymore to make up time because we don't have any view and I want the podcast to go for at least an hour uh, I will announce the winner so uh, with no more stretching it out no more ado given to the winner thank you for entering to everybody the winner is Cat Woods Yay, well done, Kat. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'll send you a message or an email back. However you got to me, your name went into a hat and I drew it uh, just before I started recording this. But uh, you're the winner. So uh, yeah, I'll figure out how you got in contact with me. I'll reply to you via that. Get your address off you and then I'll send it out to you as soon as possible. But, uh, yeah, congratulations. Right now, we're going to start our uh, City of the Week review. Or not review. I I suck at reviews, so I'm not going to do a review. But I'm going to tell you my City of the Week. And it doubles as my favourite. Aussie metal album of all time. Uh, actually, that's a really big call. Saying of all time, well, it's my current favorite. My current favorite Aussie metal album. Uh, I'm just looking at the booklet. Sorry. Uh, the album is Frankenbock: The End of All You Know. If you don't know who Frankenbock are, and you're listening to a podcast about Aussie heavy metal. Get out from under the rock you're in. But I'm just looking at the booklet and looking at all the shirts they're wearing. And yeah. Um, three of them wear... Uh, wear uh, are wearing other bands' apparel. Actually, as it might be, I don't know. I can't read your name. All I can see is the skull. And the skull as far as an emblem goes for a band, for a metal band, is about one in, I don't know, one in, uh, say, one. Every band has used to skull at one stage or another. Uh, Dan is wearing a King Parrot shirt. This is back when King Parrot were only just starting to get popular, I might add. So, 
That's pretty cool. Uh, Tim, he's wearing a plain black t-shirt. Or is it a jumper? Might be a plain black jumper. Uh, Yeti is wearing a deprivation amalgam t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. Uh, and Mick is wearing a true corroded hoodie. Uh, but anyway, um, that's their photos in the booklet. I had the, uh, special edition of the album, and my god, the artwork is freaking, no, sorry, not freaking, my god, the artwork is fucking amazing. Yeah, that's right, I deserved a full-blown fucking, wow, whoever did this is a fucking genius. It's like a, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it's really hard to explain, it's like a Where's Wally? Artwork with a blue pyramid, crystal pyramid in the center with an eyeballs throughout the pyramid. It's and then aliens and rioting going on. It's like, it's like a massive riot with a, like a Chinese dragon coming down the streets. And oh god, Eureka stockade flag is there. Naked woman on the scaffolding. I'd never noticed that bit before. But uh yeah, the artwork is one experience with this album. Like, you get the artwork in there, and then, my God, like, the artwork draws you in. And then you pop the CD in, and the first thing you hear is, uh, just, like that. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I, I suck at doing sound effects. But, like, you hear this intense growl come from, uh, come out and and like uh, right at the start of the end of all you know actually the song the end of all you know uh, yeah Dan does this intense growl followed by the drums and everything kick in like half a second later and uh, yeah you just get drawn straight in from the first song but uh, on this album my favorite song is track uh, 11, I think it is. Yeah, track 11, God's Gift to No One. Simply because it has the greatest line in metal. Not just Aussie metal, but metal around the world. At least that's how I would put it. A lot of people don't agree with me. A lot of people say other stuff. But I think this is one of the greatest lines in metal. Sometimes in life, you get pissed on a fucked in the face. To control your own fate, you must first learn from your mistakes. And then the harmonies from your mistakes. Anyway, oh yeah, sorry about that. I don't want to murder Frangerbock by trying to sing their songs. But, uh, yeah, I saw them live when they played Orange on tour for this album. And I bought some merch. But uh, I was in the wheelchair at the time. And Azul walked up to me after the show. They dedicated that song to me. But he walked up to me after the show and he goes, You knew more of the fucking lyrics to our songs than we did. Shit. (laughs) And from what I've heard from... From uh, other musicians and other musos and other bands. That's not an annoyance. That's a, like one of the biggest compliments that a band can get when a fan knows their stuff inside and out. But uh, I know they have a follow-up album to this. I do have that album. Flower Blown is my favorite song. Uh, that's not on this album, I might add. But I... Um, yeah, I can't get over this album. The artwork is just perfect. It's so busy, but uh, so busy in a way that makes you look at it every single freaking time. Once again, you can't get that with the fucking MP3. On the back cover, there are no uh, no song titles or anything. It's just a uh, the pyramid is broken. And there's a tree, unharmed tree, showing up. And everybody in the riot is a skeleton, including all the monsters and everything. And they're washing away in the water. Wow. And a giant redback spider. And it, whoa, 
I didn't know seeing my giant uh giant lizard. We can get fucked, can we? But anyway, uh if you don't have it, I suggest getting it any way you can. Uh preferably on C D. Support Frankenbock. Support any music that comes out of Australia. But uh yeah. Frankenbock, the end of all you know, my official C D of this week. So right now we're going to uh, do my play-by-play -play on my actual review of the Sidonia Helm and Red Bay show from a uh, couple of weeks ago at the basement in Canberra. Because uh, last week's review, I had to cram it into about 30 seconds and it was shit. It was woeful, and I've, I'm sorry, because to me, that would have insulted me if I listened to it, and I was in one of those bands, because it was just shit. I was muddled, and I was trying to rush it, and yeah. Either way, uh, no real excuse. Like I said before, it goes to show how much of a fucked art I am sometimes. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go into it. Play-by-play -play instead of review style. Because I suck at reviews, so I'm gonna go more play by play. I left Batons Bay about 4 p.m. and then drove. Uh, instead of going straight to Bell Connor, which I'm glad I did, and you'll find out soon why, I uh, right and I went out to Golden first to pick up my cousin Shane and his uh, girlfriend, Talia. Anyway, uh, from there we went out to Bell Connor to the, what's it called, the basement, <laughs> sorry, uh, we stuck around in the car park for a few hours, uh, first of all, I went too far, because I wasn't paying attention to where I was, and I started to head out towards Dunlop, and if you ever gone from Goulburn to Belcon, and you know that's too far, anyway, so we circled back, and we went there and we were in the car park and I got a message from Dan Silk from Red Bay saying that they won't be there until just after 9pm so we had to wait around because I was on the door and I had to wait for him to put me on the door <laughs> anyway uh, so they got there we said hey to the fellows we talked to them for a little bit then um, he put us on the door and got in and we stuck around for a bit, and I walked. I walked around, walked up to the door, and uh, they said to me, "If you don't know me, it's very hard for me to walk. Very hard for me to walk." And I just walked around from the back door, but I thought, "No, I'll do the right thing and not go in through the back door." Anyway, they told me that I should go in through the back door. I thought, "Oh, you fuckers! I can't walk that far." I'm getting down the stairs somehow. I got down the stairs. But before that, uh, Brandon from Tortured. Or Brandon? Brandon? Uh, Brandon, I think it is. Uh, anyway, uh, he came out and he goes, You, you, uh, I'm sorry. They see his words, not mine. D please don't uh, email me or message me or whatever. Tell me or tweet me. Although, none of you have been tweeting me. Tweet me more. Anyway, not about this, though. He goes to me, are you some kind of faggot? I looked at him, and I'm like, what? He goes, no, nah, just joking. I just found out that one of the people who work at the basement are gay. And he was really drunk. Don't hold it against him either. But anyway, um, and he was just being stupid. But uh, he apologized for it, and he wouldn't stop apologizing for the rest of the night. But I, I took it in a joking vein. Everybody took it in a joking vein. Anyway, uh, he ended up uh, helping me down the stairs. He pretty much carried me down the stairs for it. Uh, anyway, uh, him and his fiance bought me a glass of Coke. Uh and I went and sat on a stool with my cousin and his missus. Uh, the stool wasn't very comfortable, so we found the couches. 
And then we sat down and watched Tundra play. Uh, Tundra, one of my highlights of the night, believe it or not. Like, I know they they weren't a part of the tour, and they're just like a, a local, the only a local band, I say only in quotation marks. Uh, their singer is something, got something special there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I said last week he had the tonal quality of Chino from the Deftones and the power of Maynard from Tool. Uh, yeah, and he had a giant Fimanchu, like a beard. It was pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, he couldn't believe it when I walked up to him and I said that to him. And, uh, he was blown away pretty much i said that to him later in the night but uh their set was really solid the show started a bit late but i didn't care i wasn't paying attention to the time uh, i was paying attention to the music anyway uh after tundra finished they did a uh i think it was a six song set uh i'll actually tell you sorry about that i just bumped the microphone but uh the they had a I've got the set list here actually a six song set uh song one this moment song two what doesn't kill us hurts a lot <laughs> I like that uh song three long gone day song four army of me song five chime shimmered sorry I, I didn't read the uh, it, RD at the end. It shimmered. Uh, and song six, Expectation. I don't know if they're like short for anything or whatever. But uh, yeah, like I said, a really solid set. One of my highlights of the night, that Ben. Um, one of. Actually, pretty much all four bands were highlights for me. It was a really, really good gig. Now that... I've had a bit of time to process and not not uh trying my hardest to push this podcast out and I'm not running out of time restraint. Uh yeah, uh next up were Red B had to uh I I stood up and I walked to the center of the dance floor, center stage. If you ever been to the basement you know, that they block off the front of the stage, kind of, and it sits up a bit more. But anyway, I, I went straight to the center, and my frame was moved out of the way for everyone. And I used the stage to stand myself up. Anyway, they uh, started playing, and they they I couldn't get a set list from them, because they played from memory. Uh, which was really cool, but uh, they I know they played Roadkill, I know they played Angelo's, I know they played uh, a few of their songs. They played a brand new track, which was fucking awesome. I can't understate that enough. It was, I wish I had my phone out and recorded a bit of it, but I don't want to give away a spoiler. You have to go see them live to get the awesomeness of Red B out of them. Anyway, um, what what happened? I uh, shit. Sorry, I keep hitting the mic. Uh, during their set, they um, the uh, pretty much the from the first call, Jim and Dan just started running back and forth across the stage. When Dan was now at the front with his foot up on the crowd barrier and entertaining the people, Dan, uh, Jim was. And when Jim wasn't, Dan was. And when they both weren't, they were both back staring at Dunny and Dunny just had this look on his face like he was about to just pass out from exhaustion. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the set was so fucking awesome. Uh... Although they did run into uh, a couple of technical difficulties during, I think it was Angelo's. Uh, 
Dan's lead broke, I think it was, or he, one of his pedals fucked up, or something happened with his lead. He had to unplug his guitar really quickly and then patch through a new lead really fast. And obviously he's a pro because he had it all set up and ready to go, just in case. And that's the sign of a really good pro right there. But uh, yeah, they were they were so fucking tight. So fucking tight. But they did have a couple of technical issues. But still, for me, uh, very, very close to Cole. But at, yeah. And then after it was Helm. Helm uh, lied. They had three guitarists. A bass player and a drummer. One of the guitarists was a singer. Uh, fucking huge sound-wise. I mean, like, you would expect a huge sound from a band that size, but my God, was the sound big. And I suppose, like, I listened to the CD, and to replicate the sound on the CD, they would have to have that many members live, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, they were fucking tight as well. Like, insanely tight. Ah, uh, oh shit. I've got the set list here. I'm just trying to grab it without ripping it. It's on a flimsy-ass bit of paper. But, uh, they had a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven song set. They were gonna have an eight song set, but they, uh, left out one. I think uh, one, two, three, four of them are from their uh, new album. Three of them are from their previous albums. Very good set. Uh, I'd never seen Helm before, but for people who have and people that followed them, it was a uh, very good set for previous fans. And it was a very good set for people coming in to see them, if you know what I mean. Like uh, first timers like myself. And now they have a fan. I'm a fan of Helm. Pretty much. But uh, that. Yeah once again. Because they put on such a solid set. I'm a fan of Helm. Uh, at this stage. About three quarters of the way through their set. Um, my cousin's girlfriend Talia. Was getting really tired. So we went outside and she got my car keys and went and slept in my car. I uh, went, came back in uh, I found Dan from Red Bay who ended up giving me the free copy of Ictus for the competition which uh, should have already been drawn by now. So I'm recording this part earlier in the day. Uh, but later tonight, oh, actually no, it would have already been drawn by now. Anyway, uh, so whoever won it, congratulations. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he gave me the free copy and then I uh, went in and home were on the last track. They finished up. Went out and I talked to, uh, a few people that worked at the, uh, the basement and a few other people, a few other metalheads, you know, and I told them about my podcast and how they should listen to my podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, uh, after that, Shane and I went in and sat down and we, uh, I talking to Danny from Red Bee about a few other things about my charity gig in September. Uh, non-metal charity gig, so I'm not going to go into it. But if you want to know about it, go to facebook.com forward slash I-A-A-D orange. All one word. I-A-A-D orange. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we started talking about stuff. Started talking about the Sacropathy and Aborted Tour. Uh, and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to mention early in the night, uh, Brandon, Brandon, offered me backstage passes to Carcass in uh, Sydney. I think it is at the wherever they're playing in Sydney. I think they're playing at the Manning in Sydney. Might be playing at the Roundhouse. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
at Tom underscore Roberts 1989. Hit me up on the email lockdown at gmail.com or facebook.com forward slash lockdown. Hit me up. Let me know what they're playing in Sydney. But uh, June 14th is the date. I'm getting married on June 14th. So I couldn't go. I asked my fiance if we could change the date of the wedding. She said no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was joking, of course. I would never seriously ask for a date to get changed for a gig. Anyway, um, I would never ask for the date to get changed for anything. Anyway, uh, after Helm played Sidonia, we're up next. And uh, uh, I felt bad for Sidonia because... With uh, Helm, with Red B, the crowd was decent. With Helm, the crowd was a bit smaller, but still decent. Then everyone fucked off. Uh, it, it's just me. It might just be me, but you paid 20 bucks to get into a gig. You stay for the gig. You don't <laughs> fuck off after two bands, three bands. You especially don't fuck off before the headliner. Anyway, uh, it was probably because it was a Thursday night in Canberra. Anyway, uh, so uh, Sardonia came up and they played a, uh, a fairly eclectic set. Um, they played like a, a fairly long set, actually, their, their style of music. I mean, it was a... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs set. Uh, yeah. I hadn't seen Sidonia since, uh, shit. Uh, when was it? 2008 when they spotted Machine Head and Slipknot. At the, uh, then Ace Arena. Now it's the All Phones Arena. But, uh, yeah, I hadn't seen them since then. Uh, but halfway through the song Real Estate, I uh, was called by my fiancé and I had to go outside to answer the call and I missed uh, about two or three songs. Actually, no, yeah, about two or three, maybe four songs. So I missed like half their set, which pissed me off. But um. Uh, from all reports, they were great. They were so, f- for what I saw, it was so fucking tight. So fucking tight. Uh, and then I went in there and, uh, they, yeah, they were finishing up and, like, uh, I don't know whether they just wanted to get off the stage or finally have this sh- the gig over and on with, but, uh, to me, I got a bit of that vibe, it probably wasn't, but that's what the vibe I got, um, that was so cool, though, uh, yeah, uh, the gig, all up, I give it a four out of five horns, uh, very hard to get a fight, that fifth horn from me, but, uh, yeah, after that, I ended up having to drive back to Goulburn, drop off my cousin and his missus, and then I had to drive back to Batemans Bay. I ended up uh, falling asleep in Braidwood and waking up on the other side of the road. Yeah. I uh, stopped, revived, and survived, needless to say, straight after I did that. I uh, pulled up at the rest stop in Braidwood and I slept for about an hour and a half. And then I drove the rest of the way to Baton's Bay. And then I got upstairs and I slept for about three hours. And then I got woken up because I had to get fitted out for my new electric wheelchair. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, overall, it was a great fucking trip and a great fucking show. If you can catch Helm, if you can catch Sidonia, if you can catch Red B, hell, if you can catch Tundral, fucking do it.
So right now I wanted to uh, talk about some Soundwave early predictions, uh, Soundwave 2015. Uh, for me, 2014 was a bit of a letdown uh, as far as the headliners go. And then it was the perfect fucking festival as far as the uh, rest of the lineup goes. I mean, Rob Zombie, Korn, uh, who else is there? Well, that's pretty much all you need right there to make a good festival, Rob Zombie. But it had Alice in Chains, but there, uh, Stone Temple pulled out. But uh, Living End were there. Uh, who else was there? Fuck, if I know. But anyway, uh, let's, let's go on to 2015, shall we? Uh, so uh, it looks like they're actually going to be reversing the dates this year. So, in other words, uh, Adelaide is first, and uh, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane, instead of Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide, but uh, Perth is out, Perth have no hope of playing, but uh, let's go into it, confirmed already, are uh, Melbourne medalers, Nii Obliscaris, Obliscaris, uh, yeah, Nee Obliv Iscaris. Yeah, uh, and I do believe Fear Factory are being confirmed already. Uh, so that's two confirmed. But it looks like a uh, uh, good chance that next year's headliner be Disturbed. Now, uh, for me, I, I, I think Disturbed are cool. But the headliner? No. No, maybe metal headliner, even then, maybe. But uh, as a festival headliner, no fucking way. It's, yeah. Anyway, uh, do me a bog, yeah. Uh, possibly headlining metal stage. Uh, they, <laughs> uh, social distortion. Uh. AJ said pretty much though I've been a warp tour this year or in Soundwave next year. They're one or the other they're gonna be in Australia. Uh Rise Against. I uh I I met these guys briefly in two thousand ten when I worked at the Big Day Out. I worked as part of the crew doing the water for the crowd, crowd care. Pretty much, but I work backstage, in front of stage, and on stage, and shit like that. Uh, and I got to meet the singer slash guitarist. I can't even remember his name. They're not one of the bands that I listen to, but uh, it'd be cool if they're there. Uh, Papa Roach, uh, look like they're gonna be there. Uh, AJ said he's quite confident that they will be there. Uh, Man of War, Man of War. Um, he's going after them big time, apparently, AJ is. A Lacuna Coil. Fuck, it would be awesome if they're there. I just have to say. It's funny, because I get criticised a lot, because I like Lacuna Coil, but I don't like Evanescence. I fucking hate Evanescence. Evanescence is a poor man's Lacuna Coil. Anyway, uh, Anvil look like they're coming back. That's an almost definite, apparently. Uh, this, in this moment, I don't know who they are. Sorry, I don't know who they are. Conditions, it's one of those bands, again, that I don't know who they are. A protest Zero, don't know them. Uh, 21 Pilots, never heard of them. Whoa, okay, I love this one. Chimera, look like they're going to be there. Uh, they'll be very likely on Soundway 2015, says... AJ, um, Mallory Knox, yep, once again, never heard of him, Godflesh, ooh, okay, uh, Al, Al Last Night, yep, uh, never heard of him, <laughs> sorry, uh, okay, that's the, uh, good chance section, and let's move on to the maybes. Maybe Marilyn Manson, he was there in 2012, I think. Yeah, 2012. Uh, 
Manson's down, uh, AJ's down as well, so he's a maybe if he says yes. Uh, Slipknot, yeah, if they're playing, they're headlining, and if they're headlining, it won't be until their new album comes out, uh, so he won't book them again because they tour with so much uh, stage show. Pretty much, Angels and Airways were there in two thousand and uh, twelve. I think it was. Uh, they're looking good for an Aussie return. If they don't return on Soundwave, British or Soundwave touring will bring them out. Lamb of God. Uh, they came out last year with Soundwave touring for the Meshuga and Lamb of God co-tour. Uh, and they were here for the festival in 2012 and 2010. So, chances are it's been two years. So, oh, by the time they get around to the next year, it'll be three years, so they're due. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, uh, maybe. No bad blood between the band and the promoters, so they're a maybe. Uh, the Amity Affliction, uh, they're from, uh, the festival considers them family, apparently, and can play whenever they want to, uh, Crash Diet, never heard of them, uh, Deathlock, yay, uh, uh, yay, I hope they are, <laughs> shit. Uh, Black Label Society, fuck, they haven't been on the tour since, uh, when, 2012, that's right, because, yeah, the Lemma God fans bottled the, uh, Black Label fans and vice versa at the command of, of uh, Lemma God, um, Dragon Force, they were here in 2013, Sepultura, nope. They, they, I can. They're in the maybe section, but I can't guarantee you they won't be because they're touring uh, earlier. Anyway, uh, Billy Talent uh, touring earlier, so I don't know if if Billy Talent will be back for the festival. But uh, the Billy Talent's in Australia sooner than the festival. Uh, Bullet from a Valentine, maybe. Uh, AJ is not opposed to them. Why would he be? They would draw the money for him. The Ocean, uh, never heard of him. Sunny Day Real Estate, really? Really? I thought, no way. I thought they broke up. If that's the band I'm thinking of. Anyway, uh, Turbo Negro, shit. Fuck me. I mean, yeah, fuck me. Hopefully. Uh, I see stars, never heard them, at the gates. I've heard that name. I don't know. Blood Island Gang, that would be pretty cool. They were here and they co-headlined with Nine Inch Nails in 2009, I think it was, or 2010. The year before Iron Maiden and the year after Fate No More. Or the year before Faith No More. Either way, they, they toured with uh, Nine Snails. Um, who else? Tonight Alive, that I've seen them on the lineup before. Defeater, they're pretty reckless. King Diamond, fuck. Maybe that would be fucking awesome. Uh, Electric Six, Job for a Cowboy, Dope, Enter Shikari. Uh, Torch, Canterbury, Maximum the Hormone, Lawrence of the Lawrence Arms, Ella Storm, Bad Brains, Rival Sons, Holy Grail, Skillet. I'm just reading out a bunch of names right now because I want to get through them. Uh, Crown the Empire, Architects, The Front Bottoms, Hands Like Houses, Set Your Goals, Cherry Bomb, Last Alone. Theory of a Dead Man, uh, Berry Tomorrow, Blackstone Cherry, Arcane Roots, I Hope, Hell Yeah, Come, uh, 
they appeared on the proposed lineup, the leaked proposed lineup for the festival. Hope they're there because they were there in 2012. And yeah, I just really want them there. Uh, Tar Taproot, Calibin, Airborne, uh, Patent Pending, Godsmack, that would be cool. Andrew McMahon, Kings of Chaos, New Year's Day, The Wonder Years, Emperor, Entombed, Drowning Pool, that would be cool. Uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah, Drowning Pool I haven't really been in since the original singer died, so, yeah. Uh, Pop Will Eat Itself, uh, Fishbone, Infectious Grooves, Death Havana, Glamour of the Kill, Anvil, Anvil, I've already been, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Neurosis, uh, We Butter the Bread with Butter. Okay, some names are just fucking stupid. Some bands are just fucking stupid. We butter the bread with butter. Fuck you. Uh, Arcane Roots, Chevelle, Fireworks, Hailstorm, Nostalgia, uh, Within Temptation, Sabaton, Mice and Men, Fallout Boy, Lordy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of tired. Long shot, I'm going to skip the rest and go straight to, oh, and body count are in the maybe section, but I'm going to skip the rest and go to the long shots. Alrighty, uh, Iron Maiden, I would be happy to have them. They can even headline if they want to. Yeah, unless it's got some big fucking names, they better be the headliner. <laughs> If they come, uh, Foo Fighters, uh, probably not as a festival, they'll tour on their own because, like AJ said, what's the point in getting a band like that to tour a festival when they can sell out 80,000 person arenas on their own? Uh, Tool, uh, if their new album is out, they are yes. If not, no. They are. Soundwave has said that Tool can't tour. Apparently, I I haven't read this, but uh, apparently they can't tour unless they've got the new album because they're toured Australia enough. Anyway, uh, System of a Down, don't hold your breath. Yeah. They've already headlined the festival in 2012. Um, yeah. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins. That would be cool. They played Splendor in the Grass a few years ago. 30 Seconds to Mars. I uh, don't think that they will, considering uh, what's-his-name's movie career is going to rocket up its ass at the moment. Good Charlotte. We can all hope he won't do that. Murderhead. Fuck yeah. Um, Dream Theater. Yes. Ramstein. Uh, Ramstein. I heard somewhere that they're not playing. They're not a possibility. Reliant K. Rancid. Incubus played in 2008. But, uh, yeah, apparently AJ thinks that Brandon may have other plans. Uh, the Dropkick Murphys. Uh, the Prodigy. Uh, Chiodos, Skunk, Ennessy, Volbeat, Hatebreed, Machine Head. Uh, Machine Head, a headline tour is more likely with Machine Head. Uh, MXPX, Pussfire, uh, We Are the Kings, Emily's Army, uh, De Angre. Stain, they played 2012, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, uh, pulled out the Sydney leg. Skillet, Trivium, if Matt Heafy can repair his voice in time. 
Uh, Buck Cherry. Fuck, I hope so. They're awesome. Uh, Taproot. Didn't I already say Taproot before? Anyway, they've moved into the uh, long shot category. But the no dice category. Fuck, it's a long no dice category. Yeah, I suppose that's good. Uh, Rush. I uh, know dice. Black Sabbath. Unfortunately, I uh, know dice. Guns and Roses. Thank Christ, they're no dice. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, 2016, maybe, apparently. Uh, that would be fucking awesome. I caught them in 2008 at the big day out. After eight years of hiatus, they were fucking just as good as ever. Anyway, uh, Judas Priest. Uh, Newstead. Soundgarden. In Flames. Saxon. Out the Driving. Motley Crue. Brody Dali, I caught uh, her at the Nine Nails Queens of Stone Age show. She opened, she was good. Uh, the Offspring Falling in Reverse. Joan Jett, Twisted, Sugar Cult, Scott Stapp, Havoc, uh, Electric Wizard, Puddle of Mud, uh, Alessana, Witchcraft, Orange Goblin, Switchfoot. Ah. Uh, uh, Yumi at Six, Mariana's Trench, uh, Candlemas, Nightwish, um, who else is on? Remember, these are no dice, so there's no way in hell that they're playing this year. Uh, Grand Muggus, Magus, uh, Sebastian Bach, Guttermouth, Behemoth, Fuzzy, uh, Hollywood Undead, In Flames, well, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely Rev Shine aren't playing, they're taking 2015 off, that's where I read it. Anyway, uh, Monster Magnet, Body Jar, Avatar Metal, uh, Watain, Limp Bizkit, Ace Freely, and Paramore are all no chance, but I want to remind everybody that in 2013, one band was put on the no chance list, no chance in hell list. That one band happened to be Metallica. Yeah. Uh, so, if you want one of those bands, don't don't rule out anyone for Soundwave. And don't guarantee anyone for Soundwave. Because there's been a few times where he's guaranteed people... And that hasn't turned out, and there's been a few times where he's said no fucking way, and they haven't turned out either. So, uh, yeah. Chin up. Chin up. I cannot believe that we have, or I have, nearly taken up an hour of just me talking bullshit. Yeah, anyway, uh, so right now, what did I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I've invented a drinking game. Based around the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. Every time I say, uh, during an interview or during the podcast, I'm trying to refrain from doing it right now. It's, it's very difficult because it is a natural reaction of mine. But every time I say, uh, you take a shot, pretty much, or you have a sip or something like that, people are going to get fucked up. Uh, don't sue me. You, If you drink... You take part under your own free will. Uh, so, fuck. Anyway, uh, fuck! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, god damn it. If you, uh, uh, fuck you. If you take part in the drinking game, the R uh, drinking game on the Full Metal Lockdown podcast, you do it in your own free will. I'm not your babysitter, but try it. You won't get it, or you will, but you won't, if you know what I mean. But that's just rules. Every time you hear me go, ah, uh, accidentally, accidentally, I'm going to add every time I go, ah, uh, um, no, um, um doesn't count. It has to be ah. Uh. So every time I say ah, uh, you take a shot or a drink or whatever you're drinking. Simple as that. Please hang up and try again.
Now, uh, I just wanted to say that the person that I want to interview the most on this show is not actually a metalhead. Uh, or per se, I, I don't know him personally, like behind closed doors, he could be the biggest thrasher of all time. But I just want to interview him because he's such a good character. Uh, his name's Crackerjack. He's from Melbourne. He's an independent Australian wrestler. I know what you're saying. Oh, wrestling's fake. All that bullshit. This guy's a fucking amazing talker. But he, he's... Yeah, I just really want him on the show. Because I want to talk to him. Like... God damn. He has such commitment to his character. And yeah, it might not be his character. It might just be him. But... I, yeah, I want to talk to him on the podcast. So, uh, Crackerjack, if you're hearing this, mate, uh, I want to talk to you. I want to get you on the show. I want to interview you. I want to uh, have a chat. If you, I've messaged you on Facebook and you said you like metal but not some of the other bollocks, as you put it. I want to know what you think is the bollocks. I want to know uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, I've never made a, a secret. I am an independent wrestling fan. I am a fan of wrestling. I'm a fan of the UFC as well. But uh, I want to talk to you, Cracker Jack. So uh, this is a personal invitation from me to you. Please appear on the show. <laughs> In a couple of weeks, uh, I'm not going to be on the show because I am getting married and I'm taking a small hiatus on the show. Uh, Just after my interviews with Greg Troll from Dreadnought, that's right, Uh, next week, uh, if Dan is not on the show, uh, then Greg's interview will be on the show. And Dan's interview will come on after hiatus. It'll be about a week, maybe two. Won't be a long hiatus, but uh, it's simply because I'm getting married on June the fourteenth. So uh, I'm not going to uh, interrupt my wedding by recording for the podcast because uh, I don't want to start my marriage off on a very bad sour note. If you get my drift. Uh, plus, I'm going to be a little bit busy. If you get my drift. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. So, my... my uh, Next, uh, I should have Greg Child from Dreadnought. Coming up in the future weeks, I'm going to let the cats out of the bag. I'm going to let everyone know who the future... Uh, episodes are so Dan from Red Bay, obviously. Uh, we have Greg Drow from Dreadnought coming up, uh, either next week and the week after, or just after the hiatus. After him, we have Wade from Recoil, uh, Recoil VOR from Sydney, uh, Wade McKay. And then after that, ending out the season, we have uh, Matt Young from King Parrot. Yeah, Melbourne's own King Parrot. We have uh, we started the uh, the season with possibly the uh, most popular metalhead in Australia. Sorry, I hit the mic. Uh, with Dave Haley, then we went on to Dan Silk from Red Bay. Then we went on to Andy Dowling from Lord. And now we're going on to Dan again, but uh, or Greg Trial from Dreadnought, Wade McKay from Recall VOR, and Matt Young from King Barrett will end out the season. But uh, Matt and Wade's will air after the hiatus, or not hiatus, after the break, uh, after my wedding, so yeah. Something happened this week that pretty much made my soul complete. Uh, 
<laughs> when I watched it, my, I, oh my god, there's just so much awesome on one stage. I mean, damn. Uh, uh, definitive proof that Chad Smith and Will Farrell are not the same person. Yes, if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's not metal, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, Chad Smith versus Will Farrell in a drum off live on Jimmy Fallon. I uh, will actually won the drum off. Did anybody else notice that? Uh, but in reality, he didn't. But will hold his own. He's quite a good drummer. Uh, someone told me he went to like a musical college or something like that. So he's an actual, like, trained classical musician. Anyway, um, what else happened? Uh, yeah, they were playing, then all of a sudden the Chili Peppers came out and started singing Don't Feel the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Damn. But I want to know, uh, Will, was Will's drumming actually Will, or was it the guy from the Roots? Was it Questlove from the Roots playing for Will? Anyway, uh, that's one drum off that I would love to see, Chad vs. Quest. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube or NBC.com and find Jimmy Fallon's version of it, or follow Chad Smith, and you'll find it. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool. So, that brings us to the end of the show, pretty much right there. So, uh, I got through now and a bit of talking bullshit. Without an interview. Oh my fucking Christ. I hope I never have to do this again. <laughs> I love doing my podcast. I love sitting here doing it. But uh, having to figure out what to blower onto myself for an hour about. like, Because it's literally just me. Oh, fuck, I keep hitting my mic. It's literally just me and a computer screen in a room. And that's all I've got to talk about. And just chatting to myself. Uh, pretending like someone's out there listening, like I'm live on the radio again. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about season two of the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. Uh, it's going to come back in August. Nineteenth uh, is the, August nineteenth is the first uh, date of season two, and then episode two is my birthday. So, August 26th, which is uh, the same day that Queen are at the Gorefones Arena, by the way, uh, which I want to go to. But uh, I want to know from you, uh, who do you want as guests? Uh, uh, people in bands, uh, promoters, fans, etc. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from uh, AJ about uh, his... The tweets to him about uh, being a guest on the show. Hopefully that comes through. I I'm working on a uh, international guest. I've talked to him and his promoter, and I talked to him personally, and he is going to be on the show. But I'm not ready to announce who it is. But uh, uh, can I give you a clue? Uh, he was in the country this year. Oh, there's a clue for you, and he's from America. He was in one of the greatest metal bands of all time. But that's the only clue that I'm going to give you. Uh, yeah, or fans, fans, if you want to get it, if you want to be interviewed, let me know, and I'll interview you. I don't care. Like, uh, this is a fan-supported and listener-supported podcast. So if you want to be on the podcast... Tell me why you want to be on the podcast, if you know what I mean. Like, send me an email, fullmetallockdown at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash fullmetallockdown. Inbox us, tell us why you want to be on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, we'll start soon looking for guests to be on season two. Uh, pretty much everyone I messaged about season one were super keen to be on it. Uh, yeah, actually all of them were. 
uh, there was only maybe one or two that didn't get back to me, and there was a few bands that got back to me, but their publicists didn't get back to me, if you know what I mean, like, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's the end of this week's show, like I said, I hope I never have to do this again, uh, I just want to point out that, uh, some people out there are just playing fuckheads, they're fucked, that's all I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna name names, but I fucking, oh, I'm sick of people talking shit about shit that they have no fucking idea about, anyway, I, I'm just venting, um, yeah, so that's the end of the show, bye. I love you.